Welcome to Tabletop. My name is Nick, and I think that fudging dice rolls is totally okay. Hey, it's me, Franco, and rolling for initiative sucks. I'm Daniel, and I think you should modify your first level characters as much as you want. And I'm Shade, and if your TTRPG hasn't evolved into a LARP, you've done it wrong. And we all host Tabletop, a TTRPG podcast about all things games and storytelling. And sometimes we have game designers, professional researchers, and even the occasional owlbear. If this interests you, listen to Tabletop every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Tabletop is a proud member of the Helios Network. In this episode of Negative Modifier, we'll be playing the game Delta Green. Delta Green, by design, tackles various mature themes that may be uncomfortable or triggering for listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, it's Charlie, Negative Modifier's Game Master. First off, thank you for giving us a listen. As always, expect something horrible to happen to the players. If you're a fan, support us by leaving a review on iTunes. If you hate the show, Consider doing it anyway and enjoying the fact that you've inflicted us on someone else. The most up-to-date news in the podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And with that... Alright, so, looking down into the hole, it very much... You can tell exactly what happened. So, you're not sure what caused it, but it does appear that this floor collapsed into whatever basement was below this building and the basement for this building was big like it's almost the entire length of the building maybe that's what caused it just over time it was structurally unsound but yeah and you could easily work your way down there but more importantly kind of tucked away where you'd kind of go out and around the collapse to get into the rest of the basement you see that same kind of strange webbing filament of some kind like it's like a one piece kind of slowly drifting in the wind, just slightly hanging out into the kind of space at the base of this thing. Should we crack a flare and light that baby up? Follow the trail? Or should we go about this slowly? Um, I think we should we should follow it slowly. We can always burn it later. Yeah, or not let good, them know we're coming. Might be a good break to keep them from following us. So you're going down, or what? What are you doing? I guess. Yeah, we'll 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 make sure they're you know we'll flashlight into the hole before we go down. All right, so you're kind of making your way down the ramp, the kind of natural ramp that's occurred by the cave-in. Yeah, is there any way I can make sure that like the ground is safe? It I'm looks sure pretty safe. It's as best you know, it's pretty safe. You're not particularly worried about it caving in on yourselves. Gotcha. Yeah. As we're going as well, occasionally Florence will crack a um, a glow stick and just drop it. You're still in natural light, I guess. Like, So you're going down the ramp kind of into the basement, though, at this point? Yeah, once we start. In All right, cool. Yeah, so you get down there, and if you had to guess, like, the, the cave-in isn't even the entirety of the floor. Like, it's just, like, a, we'll call it, like, a 40-foot-wide segment that fell down. So you can go around it and head back into the rest of the basement. Uh, kind of extending out from where it fell in, there is kind of more basement you could investigate. But more importantly, there's a lot more of the basement behind you as you came down, basically. The ramp is obscuring that from your view. You can kind of see it off in the distances, and it is dark. There's no kind of... The light kind of falls into where you're at, spills out a little bit, but after that, it gets pitch black really quick. Turn on your headlamp, boys. I'll go ahead and turn on my headlamp. Yeah. I turned my headlamp on as well. I'm still keeping my flashlight out, nonetheless. I'll turn the headlamp. Alright. Yeah, can I go around the ramp, or what's the plan? 
Yeah, we'll do we'll do a slow sweep of the uh, the area. Yeah, around the ramp first. All right, cool. So kind of as you get some angle to see around, and you start shining your flashlights behind it. The other side of it's just kind of a nightmare, tucked away, out of sight, out of mind kind of situation. So it's more or less covered. Like there's a big hole in the op, kind of in one of the walls. You can kind of see maybe it's some glow from like some lighting inside the tunnel that kind of exits out into. You're not quite sure what you're looking at, but what you are seeing is just kind of the walls and the ceiling and the floor are covered in large patches, almost like carpet of this weird membrane stuff. Under your light, it shines almost silver, but more disturbingly, there are kind of these mounds that have been built up in some of the kind of the thicker looking patches that if you had to compare them to something, they might be like an egg mound or something, but there's You'd have to get closer to get, like, I have kind of a more of a detailed look at them, but they're definitely kind of weird, bulbous, almost inflated-looking shapes of some kind. And they're definitely kind of wrapped up and extending out of this weird kind of, we described it as tinsel at one point, but kind of this weird membrane that's kind of just draped and stuck to a variety of surfaces. Is there an air of, like, decay or, like, rotting flesh? No, again, suspiciously, there's no smell of rot. Like, again, it's this kind of, it's it's stagnant air, it's not good air, but it's, again, you're not smelling anything rotting down there, necessarily. Similar to you kind of had no scent of that in the other tunnel where you encountered the similar material. I am putting on my gas mask. Oh, yeah, me too. Same. All right. This really does look like egg sack, you know, like spiders do. But last time... Well, this specific species or whatever the hell we're dealing with reproduces internally through a host, correct? That could be one of the ways that it does. One of the ways. Would this almost be like, I would, I don't know, like a, like a honey cell? You know how like bees have their little cells and stuff and then cap it off with wax? I have no idea. I would describe it more as kind of, it's more bulbous than that, I guess. Like, beehive's not a bad example. Kind of the outside of a beehive, that kind of weird, organic, kind of puffed up shape. It's not honeycomb, at least not the range you're looking at. Again, you'd have to get a little bit closer to get some more details, I think. Should we try to cut one open? I guess I guess we slowly approach one, right? Yeah, um, nothing kind of leaps out at you just yet, but as you get closer to one... What this thing is comes into reality, and I need a sand check from everyone. The human body? 73 out of 80. Here we go. No. Uh, 6 out of 47, so I passed my sand check. 92 out of 50%. God damn it. All right, so everyone who failed... You're going to take 1d6 of sand damage. Everyone who passed only taking one point of sand damage. But let's see those sand damages first to see if anything bad happens. Bam, a solid five. Bam. Four sand. All right, so this gets to Francis. Like, this is he is shook and frozen up for a moment. As what you're looking at, you are realizing it is not one, not two, but if you had to guess at least five bodies that have kind of swelled into each other to make this bizarre 
inflated organic shape, kind of in, in various patches through what you're looking at. You can see the liquid you've encountered a couple of times involving these bugs just kind of floating and the occasional, we would get to be kind of the remnants of a human bone or maybe a rib or something suspended in that. It's, you know, those succulents that kind of like they have a semi-transparent skin, but they look like they're full of water. It's kind of that, except it's about three feet tall, three feet wide, and kind of it's just covered in kind of bulbous things that might pop any given second. And yeah, it's real just gross to look at. And now that you're kind of closer when you're looking around the room, and this could easily account for 20, 30 people going missing at a minimum kind of thing. How many mounds total are there? Is it just one mound? or In the room like- you're in, there's like six or seven of them. Like this. So in a couple of these cases, they're, some are bigger, some are smaller, and they're kind of spread out some. But like looking at kind of around the room you're in, from where you're standing, you're seeing at least six of these things. Kind of ever so faintly across the surfaces, you can kind of see remnants of where one body ends and one body begins. Oh, okay. burn it all! Burn it all! Yep. I don't even want to keep going any more further in there. I say we launch whatever Molotovs we can in the further direction, set this stuff on fire, and we get the hell out of Dodge. We can't just leave. This is just a nest. We still haven't found the source. Burn it. Yeah, we need to burn this and find the source. You are 100% correct. Alright, well, if these things start popping and coming to life, then... We just do what we did last time. They burned themselves up before they even got to us. We just need to do it smart. Alright. You okay, Francis? What? You alright? I'm really just staring at it. Can't look away. Uh, Florence is going to like kind of just lead him out of sight of the Father Faustus just kind of grabs a canister of kerosene are you going to start burning those now or are you going to wait and then burn them later before you do something just a hand a thing of kerosene to John it's like Mm -hmm. do we want to wait until we are on our way out we could put these in a strategic location and then just kind of fire at them. Or do you want to prepare this area first? I know that once we start pouring, we really only have like 20 minutes until this is basically moot. Well, if we're moving further ahead, these need to be taken care of before we move further ahead. Otherwise, it becomes liability. So uh, let's wait for let's wait for Francis to gather his bearings. And then we'll move forward. The last thing I need is somebody distracted. When we're starting to move, things get hectic. So, Because this is a big enough kind of burn that it's just going to block our pathway for a good amount of time. Well, and I also say you're not seeing the entirety of the space. This is just where your kind of flashlights can reach down here. Mm-hmm. Lawrence is going to try to snap Francis out of his, yeah. his days. You got psychotherapy by any chance? I have it at 10%. Anyone got it at higher? Have it at thirty-one percent. Yeah, that's that's enough time to kind of shake him out of it. Yeah, it's not in combat, so it's not a as detrimental, but definitely it's it's not good. Might come back as something later. Francis, Francis, come on, you got this. So many bodies. Just 
It's, I know, I know. You've probably seen worse, right? Hey, think about it. We're just stopping more from coming down here, okay? Focus on something you can see that's not bodies. Just focus on real hard. Breathe. We'll keep a lookout for you. Just let us know when you're ready. So. Well, Florence has, still has the axe body spray. You can take a quick cough of that. It's actually not a bad idea in some ways. Yeah, she'll, she'll pass it over to him. We're just kind of a popper at that point. Or a sniffing salt. There's some, some smelling salts. So just that's your axe a, body that's spray. a medical thing you can do. So you revive <laughs> unconscious people. Oh, no, no, but I just I just can't imagine someone handing them Axe body spray. It's not like, the right medicine for the job, but it's, <laughs> it's still a smell. I feel like that's the frat boy version of, like, it's jarring somebody up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like, if you're going to smell some of the worst smells in the world, you spray this in the air and step into it, and boom, you're awake. All right, cool. So everyone's kind of back to their senses. You've got this, I think, calling it an egg chamber of some kind. It's a very accurate description of it. And you guys kind of picked up on this your own. But yeah, this is the end result of what you encountered in the previous tunnel. That was maybe if there was more bodies or more time or whatever, that would have probably become this. Okay. We need to cover most of this in flammables before we light it up. I'll remind you, the membrane when you burned it previously was pretty flammable. That's true. Let's just get in strategic locations and we'll all light it at once. Well, this is only just what we can see with our flashlights. We don't know, we don't even, we can't use up all the kerosene that we brought down just from these little guys. No, if it burns, if it burns well, as well as it did last time, uh, we'll just put some down we'll light it with the towering torches. Well, let's make sure that we have an exit first. We can't just light ourselves we just can't light ourselves up in the middle of a flammable forest. No, no, we stand on the edge of it. We'll go back up through the uh through the hole in the roof if we have to. Yeah, we we light a few, move back, wait for those to finish, move forward to the next set, light those on fire, move back, and just kind of progress our way that way. We need to stay close enough to each other that we can communicate. So. This is a this is a um, homeless encampment, correct? Is there any kind of rolled up newspaper, or just kind of like, or just like newspaper that I can kind of make a makeshift torch? Yeah, if you wanted to go back out, you could probably find some stuff. But where you're at right now, probably not. Gotcha. This stuff caught up really, really quickly last time, so it should be fine. I uh, I'm gonna pull a uh, flare out of my back pocket or out of my pack and give it to Thousis and say, here, you can use this as a, uh, as the flame part of the flamethrower. Just spray your axe body spray with it if you want. I'm actually not sure that would work. That's not how flares really work. They're a chemical reaction on an open flame. Mm. Mm. No, here's the thing. Last time we lit one of these things up on fire, it was like popcorn. It just started like shooting out bugs. I just want to make sure that if we're going to be trapped, if we're going to be in this chamber right now and we light these things up, we're not just kicking the beehive inside a locked closet. Well, those things burned up pretty quickly after they popped out. We just need to make sure that we light it up strategically. If you, if you, if you still have that kerosene, we can just make a trail of it leading out of here. That is true. 
<laughs> so I have two canisters. Here's one. Try not to use it all. As I kind of motion it to John, um, you seem like you have a better tactical mind. Yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, hmm. We'll do the closest two to in front of us. How like how many? Well, you said there were six of us, six of them in the that you can that see, we see yeah. that we can see, right? Okay, yep. All right. Well, as fire is going to light up the room anyway. We can fight. We can find out like how much there are in total. Yeah. Well, let's do the two closest to the door, and uh, we'll just slowly phase our way in through it. There's no need to uh, rush on this, I think, especially if we're potentially putting ourselves in any kind of weird bug danger. So, we need to be very meticulous about how we do this. Yeah. This is a, this is a marathon, not a sprint. So, so I'm going to signal to get the closest two, I guess, mounds to the entryway that where we came from. Okay. And get basically set up kerosene on those and then lead a path a little bit out towards the entrance. Okay. Are you burning it now, I guess, or just preparing to burn it later? Preparing. Okay. Alright, so at this point, well, let's uh, let's head back to the entrance and we'll light this first set and go from there. Yeah, I'm happy to hand with that, too. You, you can just do that. That's not a challenging activity by any measure. Okay, cool. So, first two mounds are on fire, then? Are they on fire or are they prepared to be on fire, I guess? Because that's a big oh. difference. Okay. Well, I was signaling to us to go to the entrance way, and then we're going to set them on fire. I guess I'm going to look over to the team and say, you guys ready for the first set? I think this is just going to chain reaction the whole thing. But yeah. All right. Well. We just need to be ready for that. I think that the way we need to do it is we need to light this in multiple places at once. So that it burns fast. You want to move further ahead? Because if we're going to be meticulous about it, I don't want to potentially move forward with these piles behind us that are still active. No, I'm just saying that I think we should start the burn in multiple locations along the edge that we have. You know, on the walls, on the floor, on the ceiling. We could do a perimeter burn. Yeah. That that works. That works for me. So All right, so, so uh, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll take Asus's lead on what he kind of where he wants us to kind of set up. He's got a little bit, a little bit of a. Asus, you have a demolition background, right? Just to clarify, I guess, because there's now been a couple conversations about this. Are you moving in to set these locations up? Or you're going to try and set multiple locations up roughly where you are. Uh, I think we were going to try to set multiple, like, the, a perimeter of where, like, the membrane starts, basically. Sure. Yeah. So, like, one of us is going to set one wall, someone else is going to set the other. And sure, and I, I I guess my reminder is, it's a big space. This isn't, like, a 20 by 20 room. This is, like, a couple hundred feet wide by quite a ways back kind of thing, by, like, eight feet tall, at least, to the ceiling. So to get a to get this thing properly burning, we might have to get some kerosene set in the middle there. Or I'm not going to have to do at that point because that's I'm just saying it's big. Like it's 
I think the assumption that it will go up kind of relatively quickly because it's flammable is not a bad assumption, but you have no way of knowing if it will burn all the way through from where you're at. Yeah, so what I suggest we do is like we move with the burn, right? We move in and we keep feeding the, the fire. What do you what do you guys think? It's gonna be kind of dangerous, but I mean that makes the most sense. I also still have these four bottles of Rasputin's reserve. The uh, Molotovs, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we should save those for any resistance that might come and try to stop us, but yeah. Well then, I could kind of part with two. So we'll have two Molotovs, get like a outside burn, maybe do a quick burn and dash, just make sure that we all move together and move quickly. If we start on one end, we just make a circle and then just kind of loop back to, or, yeah, we run in a little bit, start at maybe like the west corner of the, or the west corner, the west side of the room, and just go clockwise until we get to the, until we get to the end. As we're kind of getting back to the, sorry, as we're getting back to our, the entrance, we can toss the Molotov and then that way we could just kind of do a circle burn get as much as we can in, just, in the shortest amount of time. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think I get what you're trying to go for, yeah. Yeah. You take the lead on this. You seem the most knowledgeable. Gotcha. Florence, do you want to stay at the entrance while the three of us kind of go? Or do you want to be part of this? Um. I'd like to help, mainly because being alone at the entrance, if something comes, I'm probably going to die. But All right. If you guys need a lookout, I can. That'll work. Do this. All right. So I'll, I'll just follow along the instructions of, the, of Father Faustus as far as the, uh, the movements and Getting stuff situated goes. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep a lookout down there in the in the hole. Make sure no surprises show up. Whether we're why we're setting this up. Cool. All right. So we're gonna say about the plan now. Yeah. So, John, we run in, head over to the west, uh, the west side of the room, maybe about twenty feet in. Uh, find the nearest find the nearest pile. Throw on some kerosene. You light it we move on to the next one and we just kind of continue doing that until we can make a circle around the room back to Florence and uh, Francis deal. Sounds good. Really quick though. Uh, handler question. Mm-hmm. When we were putting kerosene on, cause we already technically did the two closest to us. When we put kerosene on those piles, did it react in any weird way? No, they did not. Okay. Cool. All right. So then, yeah, I go ahead and follow along with, uh, that's just his plan. Do we? Are we? Am I rolling demolitions? Am I? Nah, this is just a. You're just kind of spraying the stuff onto locations, correct? Like it's not anything super hard. You also have a high enough demolitions that pointing and spraying a flammable liquids totally within your skill set. Okay. Yeah, we're we're both at forty, so that works out. I, I will say, Faustus, though, as you're kind of making your way around the room, give me an alertness check. Fucking tits. <laughs> Uh, I know. I know. I did say that I was down there in the, with him, keeping an eye out. 
Oh no, this is this is not this is not a lookout thing. This is something else. Okay, sixty percent oh. success out of sixty-eight, baby. Very nice. All right. So as you're making your way kind of around, looking at this stuff, you maybe it's not a pattern, but I have a better word for it. You do notice that kind of there's a texture to this membrane stuff. Like every so often, there's a thicker section you have to kind of step over ever so slightly, and it's not in a kind of a consistent spacing or anything like that, but it, as you're kind of moving around this, looking at it, you do realize that kind of these points do seem to lead to something deeper in the room. Like now that, you, now that you know they're there, it's hard to miss them kind of thing. Like it's almost like a, a lump of some kind that extends kind of like a shot straight back towards some distance in the end of the room. How far into the room do we notice this? You um. So the moment you get to one of the walls, you notice the kind of probably the first one. Hell, you might have noticed one or two of them as you went towards the wall, and it kind of, you probably had to step over a couple of them like subconsciously before you notice them. But once you notice them, they're almost impossible to miss. Now they're not, they're not. There's not a ton of them, but there are enough that you're like, huh? There's definitely. It's not just kind of a consistent surface of this weird, uh, uh, this kind of weird membraney stuff. There's this membraney stuff, and then there's a secondary kind of pattern to it almost, like a texture to it that Gotcha. How far into the room are we? Like how many how many piles have you burnt so far? You're, so you're burning burning them right now, right? Yeah, like I'm we're tossing kerosene, John's lighting them. Yeah. I'd say you probably got about through about four or five of them at this point. They're not that like they're not hard to miss and gotcha, they're not gotcha. easy to miss. Yeah, like they're they're very obvious and as you're going in, you are finding a couple more of them off in the distance kind of thing. Okay. John. What? What's up? Hold up. I'm going to hold off on this burn real quick. Notice this. This is a weird little texture thing. It's pointing somewhere. I've noticed mm. this on a couple of them. Huh. And so I kind of look at the, the membrane thing and kind of look towards where it points, or I guess where yeah. it leads. Kind of as far as where I can see, obviously within reason, because it's dark and all yeah. that. Although it's getting a little bit lighter because there are more fires, so the yep. room's getting brighter, correct? And I will say the membrane around these things is starting to catch slowly. It's not quite as flammable as the stuff you encountered previously, but it is still flammable. Okay. It's almost like it's more new or not as dry or something like that. Oh, mm. God. Okay. Whatever made this, I think it's pointing to it. We, oh. better, we, better, uh, we better burn quickly. Yeah, let's finish all these other ones first before we move forward. Both of you give me a dex check. Fuck. Thank God that's my highest score. 4% success. 30% success. Alright, so you both kind of narrowly dodge this, but the kind of weird mound just whipped at both of your legs. I yell to the back. How far how far back are um Lawrence and uh, Francis. Uh, then we'll say they're like 50, 60 feet away at this point. You're in the space by a, a degree. Gotcha. I yelled back, the mounds can move! The mounds can move! Alright, so and as you're yelling this, you kind of hear a wet, guttural growl from somewhere off where all these things seem to lead to, and just kind of a heavy step of something, followed by another one followed by another one. What do you do? I just kind of 
I, uh, oh, I'm going to yell, move, and then run back towards the entrance with uh, pulling Faustus with me. All right. I tilt the kerosene down so that I'm splashing, or I'm like pouring the kerosene as I'm running or as I'm moving away. So that way there's like a tr- uh, fire trail that we could light. Like All the right opening then. scene from Muppet Treasure Island, that sort of shit. Indeed. Hearing the commotion too, Florence will aim her shotgun into the the room. All right, so Foxtrot, you're dragging Fra- uh, Flora, not Florence, up. You're dragging Faustus. Florence, you're kind of guns up. Uh, Francis, you're kind of guns up at this point, correct? Yeah. Well, I pulled Faustus towards me, but I'm not like dragging him per se. I'm just, I pulled him towards me to get his attention so he can move. All right, so as you do that, whatever was on the ground kind of whips out of the ground like a tentacle of some kind, just shoots out of the ground and not sure how it misses you given the range, but it slams hard against the wall that you're near at that point. It kind of just echoes around the space as it does that. And yeah, so we're now in combat. Run through those dexes again. What are people's dexes? My dex is 13. All right, we have a bunch of 13s. Oh yeah, Francis, Francis is also 13. I'm an 8. What are people athletics? My dex is 15, because I'm a spry for my age. <laughs> 36 for athletic. Athletics? Uh... I see a tiebreaker between Foxtrot and Francis. Uh, my athletics is at 50. My athletics is 37. Alright, so the order's gonna be Faustus, Foxtrot, Francis, Lawrence, and unfortunately this thing, whatever the hell it is, is a lot faster than all of you. What? Tits. You don't say. (laughs) Alright, so kind of from the dark emerges, you're not quite sure what you're looking at. It appears to have six, maybe eight legs. It's almost like a termite mound held aloft by kind of almost like large, meaty spider legs kind of sticking out from the sides of it. It does not have a discernible head or anything like that, but it is definitely connected into the membrane that it's walking across, and it's moving as fast as it can at you, and it definitely kind of gets within distance of getting at any of you hypothetically. It's kind of stuff's popping up out of the ground as it moves, like it's definitely pulling some of its tentacles out. It's big, like easily 20, 30 feet wide, hypothetically. It's got a lot of mass, and the fact it's moving that fast is a little bit ridiculous. But, alright, so first up, we've got Faustus. What are you doing? Actually, no, let's start with some sand checks. My, my bad. This thing is horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we're stuck. Let's start with some sanity checks of fucking cores. Fuck! Uh, 58% out of 46 failure. No, that was me. That's you. I got 51 out of 46. (laughs) Oh, cool. I don't uh, have to read my failure, but yes, I did fail. (laughs) I failed, yeah. Uh, Don't worry, Francis is fully acclimated to this thing. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit, yeah, comparatively, but okay, one point of sand damage if if you succeeded. This is going to be, again, another 1d6 if you failed. And if you want to offload that sand damage, let me know, and we'll go through that whole process. I'm going to do that. Five. What? Yes! This would be great if I was playing any other game. 
this would be great if I was playing any other game. Can I just, can I just, um, am I able to just channel that into the church body? Like that five sand damage? Or do I just... <laughs> Yes, you you can you can so it's so let's run through the mechanics now. It's not just offloading it. There's a pow check we have to do or a a roll we have to do, I guess, to see what happens first. Unfortunately, you did roll a five, so you do go a tad insane. But let's so Sweet whoever's Jesus. offloading, let's see those pow checks. God, when you say offloading, I can cancel it out. No, you can off. Um, you can kind of send some of your off to it. God damn it. You throw bonds. Why are you rolling? You succeeded. Florence's bonds are fucking feathers in the wind. They are meant to be destroyed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you not remember Florence's? Uh, I don't even. I don't have a lot of bonds, so I really can't do that. Then no, no, you don't. It's almost like playing an operative character comes with a lack of bonds by game design. That's fine with me. I took one damage. I will fucking hold that L. All right. So you're you're eating that bond. You're eating that damage. Okay. Cool. So um, Faustus, I I'm eating one. I got a yeah. Out of sixty, I did get a sixty nine. Which on one hand, All nice. Right, so but on you the other do hand, not shit. unload any of that sand damage. Let's see the uh, see the one d four roll for your offloading there. Yeah, you. Nice. You offload all nice. the sand damage you took. And you only lose one pow out of it, so congratulations. Yeah, so it, it yeah it subtracts whatever the amount you offload is. It, uh, is. You lose pow for offloading, or is it bond? Well, power. Sorry, yeah, sorry. I just call it pow points because that's how it sticks in my brain. Because of this, that's what they are. I, I understand. Yeah, I'm, I do equal damage to one yep. of my bonds, right? Yeah. Fuck you, mom. So you're going after the mom. <laughs> You mom, right, cool, cool. <laughs> All right, so Faustus, you are just overcome. Uh, this is a bad time to be overcome, for the record, too. Maybe it's this is by all measures a real life demon. This is some um, Dante's multiple circle stuff, like the zombie thing from earlier. That okay, that seemed plausible. This is some nightmare fuel, and having. Not a lot of context for what you've joined. This is a rough awakening. Maybe it's Foxtrot benefit from seeing kind of some weird monster stuff go down at the CDC center. So maybe that's how we survive this one a little bit better. But this is the doors are wide open. You are staring at something that by all measures should not be. And really just it messes with you up. So you are just out of this for a little bit kind of thing. And I will let you know if you wind up back part of this. So. That means our order's a little bit different. So that means Foxtrot, you're up next. Okay. Of course, this is Faustus's like first introduction into the unnatural. Y'all got your toes <laughs> dipped into the pool with some fucking weird ass <laughs> bees, and I get to have to deal with this like tentacle monster and body egg cavity, whatever the hell's. Sweet deal. <laughs> you're all down here. You're all dealing with this. Some of you are just dealing with it better. Oh, I know. I'd like to point out that the last two sand roll checks have been done in the exact two pairs that we separated in when we were investigating the bugs originally. Just a little, little like a <laughs> call back. trivia on that. Little trivia on that, but yeah. Um, okay, so since I'm running back towards the entrance, are you just um, going to leave Faustus there? He's gone kind of catatonic. Are you just letting him kind of freeze up where he was standing. 
Oh, he's frozen up entirely. He's he's not moving. Oh yeah, I know. He's in shock. Ah, fuck. All right. Um, I am. I'm gonna grab one of the Molotovs that uh, Alistair has and just throw it right at this thing. Or rather, yeah, you know, light it and then throw it. Not just gonna throw the bottle without it being on fire. <laughs> just bounces off. <laughs> We did. Yeah. We swapped it. All right. Success! 26 out of 50. Okay. 1d10? I rolled 9 damage, baby! Babies! Yeah, so this thing is pissed, and it's now on fire. Let's have kind of just another that wet, horrible roar through all of this. Francis, you're up. Uh, how far away is it from me? We'll say 70 feet, give or take. 70 feet? Alright, I, um... So it's, it's on fire, right? Yeah, it's very visible. Gotcha. Um, I will I will let you know, I'll, I'll put my shotgun down using my with the sling on it. It's sort of hanging at the waist. Yep. And I'll pull out my service pistol, and I'll take a shot at it. Alright. No! Despite being a giant flaming monster, your shot goes wide. Uh, it's yeah, this is some nightmare fuel. Definitely, it's giant. It's on fire. It's absolutely gross. Florence, you're up. Uh, she's going to aim to this thing's turn. So it sees the frozen man. It sees the man that just threw something at it, and it's pissed at the one that just threw something at it. It's going to kind of throw its body at you, Foxtrot, and let's see if it hits. It does indeed hit four. I don't get to do athletics to try to dodge it. Um, if you want, uh, that's, uh, that would be a dodge. Yes, now we'll chew your turn up. Oh, it'll chew my turn up. Okay. Yeah. You can do that though now though. Like that's how or the, that's how these types of things work. Okay, uh, I'll try to dodge. All right, let's see that dodge. It's an opposed roll at that point. Success. Twenty-eight yeah. out of fifty. It still beat your dodge. What? It's blackjack rules. You could. It, Succeeding means you get an attempt at it. It rolled almost exactly what it could do to hit you. Oh. Well, shit. Okay. It is. So, but you are wearing body armor, so that's good. But it's going to hit you for nine, kind of, as its body just hits you with all of its mass. It hits you for nine points of damage. What is your body armor? I, well, the body armor has a point system to it? Or? It's got a rating. Oh, well, I've got, as far as description goes, I've got level 3A. Multi threat armor, which is bullet and stab protection armor. Yeah, so it so gives I don't you. Have a, it should give you. Kevlar? Yeah. It should give you a damage rating against that. Okay, where do I find that, actually? I'm not sure. Kevlar's uh, three damage. Yeah. Okay. So then. Yeah, so of that nine, you take six. Okay. So uh, I have three hit points left. All right, so yeah, no, that thing hit for a lot, and it is big. You're also now covered in kind of a gross slime from it. Okay. That's all over its body. Francis, you're up. Oh, sorry, no. Yeah, yeah, Francis, you're up because Foxtrot tried to dodge. Uh, I'll take another shot at it. All right. This time, definitely hitting. Yeah. That definitely hits. That 1d10 for a medium pistol. Yep. Nice. Damn, eight. Nice. Nice. The good news is that got its attention. The bad news is the loud noise got its attention. So its turn 
it's going to kind of disengage what it was going after on the ground and move towards the two things just made a loud noise at it. But so that means you are, that means it's not going to attack in Foxtrot though. So is Fausa still like stunned? Yeah. Fuck. This is how I like to run kind of the out of combat stuff. Give me a pow check. Uh, Faustus. God damn it. This is like one of my lower skills. 72 out of 60 percent. All right. So lose a PowerPoint for that. But you don't quite snap out of it. God damn it. Yeah, this is my rally yourself rule because being stuck out of combat does indeed suck. All right. Foxtrot, this thing just hit you. It hit you hard. You're probably knocked to the ground. Like you're definitely winded. Your armor took a big chunk of the hit, thankfully. But yeah, no, this thing has left you just covered in kind of this horrible slime. What are you going to do? So it, it turned away from me and is running towards uh, Florence, correct? Yeah. And Fo- okay. yeah, Florence and Francis. Hmm. Does it eat up my turn if I can see if there's any like signs of like a visible weak spot from behind? Would that eat up a turn? You can search. I'll let you do that for free, actually. Why not? Okay, so it would be a search? Yeah. Uh, 38% success out of 43. Alright, you're not seeing any obvious weak spots, but as you're looking at this thing more, what it is is you're kind of realizing what it is now. So this thing, now that you're actually taking some time to actually look at it in full detail, is a mass of bodies, kind of the same way that those pods were kind of expanded together. This is something similar. It's almost like it's a large construct. The legs it's actually moving with, as best you can tell, are full-size humans that have been kind of morphed into kind of almost like a peg shape, and their arms are connected to the center kind of hive structure of this thing. Like, it is absolutely alien to look at. It's almost like a crab made of kind of inflated bodies to a certain extent. But um, Mm -hmm. I'll cost you one sanity for that. But also, you are noticing that the fire on this thing is burning away that weird slime fixture, that weird slime that's all over it. And kind of you're touching this stuff, you're looking at it. This stuff is probably enough to actually decrease bullets if it wasn't on fire. Like, it's really thick and really viscous. Like, it's going to take you some time to scrape the stuff off of you. But also, it appears to be very flammable. Uh, So it's burning pretty good, then? Yeah. Burning pretty good? Does does fire damage do, like, overtime damage? Yes, it does! Hmm. Can you stack fire dots, essentially? It can go up, yeah. In my uh, in my professional opinion, do I think this thing can be more on fire? Things can always be more on fire. Like, it's only a part <laughs> of this on fire right now. Like, it's... <laughs> I would say, in your professional opinion, you're looking at this, like, the fire on it right now is doing a good job of keeping that weird slime under control, but it could definitely be more on fire. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so then I, hmm, I either can throw another Molotov from behind and cover more fire on it, or I can shoot it with my shotgun. Hmm. Shotgun, dude, if you're super close. Yeah, I'll, I'll do, sh- I'll do shotgun. All right. You were going to say something, Charlie? Yeah, said you're probably close enough. You still probably qualify for that close range benefit. Okay. Then, yeah, I'll do shotgun, which is plus 20, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, if that's the case, then I don't miss. Cause... Yeah, so it's. Yeah. 
Even if you have a hundred uh, in a skill, if you roll a hundred, it's still always a yeah. failure. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, ninety uh, percent success out of one hundred and one, or yeah, because eighty-one plus twenty percent modifier. So yeah, I take a shot with my shotgun. All right. So let's see those two d tens. Two d ten. Yeah. It falters a little bit at that. Like that that shot definitely did some damage to her. You've kind of gotten past a certain thing. This thing is big and doesn't like taking damage like that. Francis, you're up. Um, can I pull my flare gun and shoot it? Yeah, you can. Uh these flare guns are single shot, right? Yeah. All flare guns are typically. I guess I've never seen a flare gun. Yeah, they're (laughs) kind of like a a flintlock pistol almost in design. All right, uh, I will do that. Bam, success. All right, so you hit this thing, and it takes a second, but then just kind of the entire space is filled with this blinding, horrible light as the flare goes off. And yeah, it, it catches more on fire. It roars at this. Like, it's definitely not happy. It's definitely adding to kind of its level on, of on fireness, for lack of a better phrase. Florence, you're up. Does that do damage? Fire. Not yet. Just out, out of the fire. Yeah. Gotcha. She will take a step back and shoot it. 59 out of 44 failure. Alright, shot goes wide. You want to try and rouse yourself out of uh, being out of the fight there, Faustus? Yeah, let's uh, let's give let's give this a shot. Yeah, Another power? Yep. God oh! damn it, 79% out of 60. Another willpower point. Oh my god. You're still just kind of shocked at all of this. Like the worst part is you are frozen in fear. You're watching all of this happen and you can't do anything to stop it. I want to fight the Cronenberg Voltron. Yeah. But I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this thing's actually kind of blinded by that explosion that went off. So it's going to try and make an attack on Francis. Let's see if it gets there. Just barely. So it kind of barrels into you at full speed and hits four. All right, so you're wearing body armor as well, I assume, right? Now, I'm the furthest away from her, right? I'm I'm there with you. Oh, yeah, Florence and Francis were kind of next to each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought Florence ran up there. Oh, no. Florence took a step back, though. Okay, so it hits, it, hits, it goes for me? Yeah. You shot a flare at it. Well, I was just, I just, I just, yeah. yeah. All right, so it hits. What's your armor? Uh, the Kev- Kevlar three. All right, so you're taking six after the Kevlar damage or after the Kevlar reduction. Ooh, painful. Yep. Yeah. Again, this thing's massive. Like you just got hit with like a fleshy dump truck. <laughs> Florence, uh, sorry, it just went. So let's get the. I got. That's got the turns I've ordered, didn't I? Yeah, it would have been yeah. me next. Yep, sorry, yeah, it's you next. I didn't do him. Okay. Yep. So, me next? Yep. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take another shot with the shotgun. Alright. You're losing that kind of 20. It's now far enough away from you. It's the normal shot at this point. Okay. Uh, 20% out of 81 success. That hits. So, I roll 1d10. 2d10. 2d10. Shotguns do big damage. Okay. 13! Let's go. Alright, so this thing is not doing well. It, as best you can describe it, it's bleeding, maybe? 
Like it's it's weeping some strange liquid out of its various pores, and the blurs bullet holes in it. It's not moving all that well at this point. Uh, Francis, what are you gonna do? Let's see. So it's pretty close to me, then, right? Yeah. So I'll I'll grab the shotgun and throw my sling. Yep. And I'll take a shot at it. All right. Do, so do close range stack with yeah. shotgun. Yep. Sick. Bam. That'll hit. Man, for solid six. <laughs> right, that's still enough because it's on fire and it's stopping that uh, whatever kind of that viscous fluid from doing its job. So kind of the shot goes off into this thing, it rears back and then just kind of slumps in on itself and hits the ground with just a loud thud of something wet and soft hitting the ground with all its mass. And yeah, no, you are as best you can tell, it is dead. Everyone that's not Faustus, recover one sanity point from killing this thing. Okay. I, uh, I pump a couple more shotgun shells into it. Uh, sure. <laughs> Very wise precaution. Yeah, I, I want to at least finish off whatever I have left in the shotgun, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> totally makes sense. Scene. And three people just surround it with shotguns. <laughs> and Faustus is finally coming out of it on the side, just like, oh god, what have I missed? Like, it's just, it comes to well, the three people just shooting point-blank range into this flesh mountain. Faustus kind of uh, is crying at this point in time, just kind of fall in, like falling to his knees. And I think he's trying to he's trying to muster up and try to remember like how the last rites player or prayer is uh going. Just kinda but like sobbing it and whatnot, because he's realizing the fact that Cronenberg Voltron, like there's all these just dead people in this this horrific mass. And he's just trying to cope. <laughs> it is a very fair reaction to have in this situation, yes. it's at a minimum, you've explained where a bunch of missing people have gone, hypothetically. It's this room. A big chunk of them are in that thing. Yeah. Like his rage for his rage over Vicky. And just kind of like his disdain to her callousness and just seeing like what it ended up turning into. Yeah. This is fucking delicious. <laughs> his character moments. Oh, we're gonna have more of them too. So yeah, no, it's so you still got the pods to deal with in the room, but you feel relatively confident that this thing was probably the only thing down here with you. How are you handling this? Is it just kind of throw caution to the wind and light this thing? Yeah, uh, I think I think we should still go pretty slowly. Okay. Maybe, maybe yeah. with more swiftness, but like you know, now that this thing's dead, we can take our time to cover yeah. this whole place in kerosene and light it up. Yeah, yeah. Not like a ton of time, of course. Mm. And you said there's no other signs that there's anything else in this room you other than the pods. You feel confident you're the things down here at this point, aside for kind of, you have to be careful around the pods, but the pods here aren't as volatile as the one you encountered previously, as best you can tell. Okay. Any of you guys forensics efforts, because while we're doing this, we need someone to clean up the bullets and... Florence, you gotta, Florence, you gotta get the car ready. We gotta get out of here. I'll do that. Am I grabbing the woman up there? I would assume that what you just did was loud, too. Like, you in the moment were doing this, but I suspect that anyone kind of in the immediate vicinity probably heard shotgun blasts and roars from inside this building. Yeah, we they need to They may not hurry. care. 
Yeah. We need to hurry, but um, yeah. We'll, I mean, we'll one see. shot. You might not care, but multiple shotgun shells shots. <laughs> let's 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 light this place up. Yeah, let's just set this on fire. We don't need to be neat at this point. You just sure. fought a giant fucking Voltron human being bullshit thing. I'm, there's no time for neatness. Fuck this place. Let's get out. We can we can heavily damage the supports or whatever kind of foundation and just stage as if the building was creaking and having it collapse. I Oh god. I'm sorry, I couldn't help. You probably don't have quite the explosives to do that, but lighting this space on fire you definitely have within you. Yeah. yeah we don't we don't want to collapse the building anyways because then they'll excavate it and find all the bodies. Oh god. Yeah. So, I'm just going to start setting stuff on fire. Oh, yeah, absolutely agree. How do you handle the remains of the monster? I uh, head up to the remains of the monster and just start pouring gasoline on it, just straight up dead-eyed. Cool. And just through this holy anointing, may the Lord and his love and mercy help you with the grace of the Holy Spirit. May the Lord who frees you from sin save you and raise you up. And he just kind of stares at it a little bit, holding the empty kerosene can. All right. You lighting it? In a second. I think he's just processing what this is. Well, I think before I think, well, I signaled to him before he lights it that we should probably clear out of the room once we've cleared the other pods before he does the the big one. So we can leave that as the last thing burning. Yeah. I raise my flare gun and I just start heading towards the exit. Sounds good. Mm-hmm.